Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into Tertia Times, the podcast. We're back with another edition of Last Minute Thoughts, where we talk about injuries and matchups and everything you need to know ahead of the Rams' Week 3 matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. And boy, 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 do we have a lot to talk about. Lots of injuries, lots of roster transactions. Luckily, we have one of the best writers of Turf Show Times here with me this weekend to talk about um, all the all things we have to cover, and that's Blaine Grissack. So, Blaine, welcome. How are you feeling after that win against the Falcons and uh, heading to week three against the Cardinals? Hey, JB. Thanks for, thanks for having me on again. Appreciate it. Happy to join the show again this week, um, especially for this huge matchup. Um, Rams-Cardinals, it kind of – the last few years now, it kind of feels like whenever these two teams play, um, it's it's a it's 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 a big game. And you know, after last week's game against the Falcons, I certainly feel a lot better moving into this game than if the Rams were had played the I played the Cardinals right after the Bills game. So um, hopefully, they can build build on what they what they did last week. Yeah, it's a fair way to put it. And let's you know put some final thoughts on that Falcons game. Um, you know, it's a really a tale of two halves, right? And the first half, you know, Matthew Stafford almost couldn't even throw an incomplete pass. Uh, and then in the second half, you know, the defense really couldn't get stops. The offense kept turning the football over, even Cooper Cup, who, you know, that's a pretty rare occurrence for him. So what's your takeaways from the Falcons game? Are the Rams more the team of the first half, or do you think they're more the team in the second half? Um, and what's the outlook for the rest of the year for this team? Yeah, um, I think that it was you, – you would hope it would be more that they would be more – of the the team that showed up in the first half, you know, the, the, the defense was playing really well, pre- pretty, pretty much locked down outside of the, you know, they had that, um, the Falcons had that field, had that field goal drive. And then, you know, the, 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 they, the defense had that huge stop on fourth down that, that, that took away point, uh, an opportunity for the Falcons to go down and get points. Um, so the defense was looking really well there in the first half. And then, uh, yeah, Stafford was, I mean, technically, it was thirteen for thirteen. Just that thirteenth pass went to went to a um, went to, went to a Falcons player. So yeah, twelve for twelve to start the game. Uh, they, they looked really well. Um, you know, they 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 brought out this new package with Ben Skronik at fullback, which was just absolutely insane. Like I, I, when I when I saw that, I was just like, what 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 is happening here? You know. Um, and they that really ended up kind of being being the difference. Um, they moved the ball, I think, three times more effectively via EPA um, when they were in that package. So we'll see if they kind of you know last year when they when they played the Cardinals late in the year, they were kind of coming off of no, that no win November when um, and then they they played the Jaguars, kind of got got their cut their feet back under, underneath them, and then came into that Cardinals game. Um, and kind of implemented some of those same six offensive line looks against the Cardinals. So we'll see if they kind of do the same this week with with Skronik at fullback. Yeah, and we'll get into details of how we might see Ben Skronik at fullback against the Cardinals. You know, I've been saying for the better part of two years that ever since Les Snead mentioned, I think, in the post-draft press conference that Skronik is capable of playing in the backfield. You know, I've been repeating that line, and it's good to finally see it come to fruition because, you know, I feel like I've been losing my mind a little bit by saying that. So 
um, it's good to good to see it actually happen. So um, I think, you know, we've seen about six bad quarters from the Rams to start the season. And if someone says they look more like a 500 team at this point, you know, uh, just as many wins as many losses, I'm not really sure I could disagree with them with what we've seen. But also, um, if you if your takeaways that the Rams, you know, had they had no chance of beating the Bills, who's a, who's playing at their peak right now, and they looked they won the game against the Falcons, and you're, they're in the process of returning to form. I couldn't disagree with that either. So uh, just a small sample size. We'll see what this team is moving forward. But the Rams did make a flurry of roster moves this week. I think it shows that they're not content with the start of the season and being one and one. So let's kind of get into those, and we can get your thoughts. Uh, on the offensive line specifically, the Rams promote Ode Abushi from the practice squad to the active roster. They also bring in veteran Matt Skura at center. But going out the door is offensive guard Tremaine Ancrum, who's out for the year. A.J. Jackson replaced him at right guard against the Falcons. So, And the Rams also bring in two familiar faces. That's running back Malcolm Brown and tight end Kendall Blanton. Blanton was on the Chiefs practice squad. And, but you lose Bryson Hopkins for three games because of a suspension. So there's no Brian Allen. There's no Van Jefferson still at this point. They may be on their way to returning in the next couple of weeks, but really that's the way the offense is shaking out right now. So, Blaine, any overall thoughts on those offensive moves? Uh, I, I really like the uh, Odeyabushi um, move. I think he's going to be, be some great be some great depth at, at guard. And honestly, over the last two weeks, it, it just kind of, I think, um, reiterates my – concerned about like why did Bobby Evans make this initial 53-man roster because you know l- last week they start Shemaine Ancrum at right guard and then he goes down and they, they don't put Evans in there they 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 they, they put in um they put in uh AJ Jackson there at a right guard and then they come they go out and they they sign a Bushi and promote him to the promote him to the to the active roster um so it's just it 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 reiterates my, my concern there, but I I love Abushi. I think you know he has 300 career snaps. Um, he had 300 career 300 snaps last week, not last week, last year with the Chargers. Only allowed five pressures in those 300 snaps. So he'll be he'll be good depth. Uh, same with Matt Skira. Uh, he had a rough year with the Giants last year, but which off what offensive lineman didn't have a rough year last year with the Giants? So um. I think he, the Rams really needed some really needed some center depth with, with Brian Allen going down going down because quite honestly, um, Cole Michelle is probably the only center on the on on the roster otherwise. So um, some really really good depth moves that uh, if something were to happen, some players that you could have I think a, at least a little bit of a little bit of confidence in. Sure, and the Rams do have Jeremiah Cologne, who's the third string center, but of course he was relegated to third team all the way through training camp. Shelton was with the two, so. It seems like they're sticking with their plan for now, and that's perfectly fine. But we'll see how it shakes out when Brian Allen comes back here in a couple weeks. But how much do you think Malcolm Brown has left in the tank? I mean, he came in to the Rams similar around the same time as Todd Gurley, right? And, you know, Gurley's been out of the league for a couple of years now. Do you think, you know, is Malcolm Brown here for pass protection, veteran leadership, or do you think he can, you know, the Rams can actually hand him the football and get some production out of him? Um. Yeah, I it, it was nice to see Malcolm Brown come back. I, I it, it was nice nice to see that show up on the Twitter feed. I, it, it didn't really like excite me one way or another. Like, I I, th- I think he is more of a, just a depth move. We've, we've seen this running back group just not really be able to stay healthy. Um, Henderson has his has his history, obviously. Just um, you know, 
one game, one game where he gets 15 plus carries. And it just seems like he has a, a hamstring injury that he's dealing, dealing with for two, three weeks. And um, obviously Cam Akers is, is coming off the Achilles, um, the Achilles injury and just hasn't looked like his full self that we saw at the end of the 2020 season. So at the very, at the very least, Malcolm Brown is a good depth, depth piece um to to, to 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 put in if if an injury were to happen because I, I i think jake funk is a pretty good special teams player he's not necessarily somebody i would like to see carry the ball 10 plus times a game but but i think malcolm brown is someone that if if, if you need him he's he's someone that has familiarity in the scheme and can certainly can certainly handle the load if needed yeah i definitely agree with you on jake funk and i think the rams even might agree with you where they feel funk is more of a special teams player they don't necessarily want to see him on the offense um, at the running back position. So if one of Akers or Henderson goes down, you're going to be glad you have someone who knows the offense like Malcolm Brown. So um, a timing signing, I'm not sure the Rams are quite done at that position if the right person becomes available, but time will tell, right? And believe it or not, that's just a transaction of the offense. So then if we move to the other side of the football, uh, the Rams are without Troy Hill for the next four weeks or so. He's on IR. David Long Jr. and Kobe Durant, the other corners, are also out just for this game. So the Rams bring in some depth at corner with Sean Jolly. They also bring in some maybe pass rushing help with Tack McKinley, uh, who Marie Morris knew from his time in Atlanta with the Falcons. And also, you know, questionable, so 50-50 chance of playing is safety Jordan Fuller. So the next men up in that secondary, Robert Rochelle and rookie Darion Kendrick. Uh, it's, you know, the Rams are really thin in the secondary, it seems. You know, Kendrick has been inactive for the first two games. He's going to get his first chance to play. Uh, Robert Rochelle, a promising second-year player, very, very large frame. He's really athletic, but, um, you know, he injured at times his rookie season, so we haven't really seen him on the field for extended amounts of time. Uh, what do you think, Blaine? Can the secondary hold up against Kyler Murray? Uh, really, it's a, if you want to win the card, uh, you know, if you want to beat the Cardinals, you really got to – it goes through beating Kyler Murray and slowing him down, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, look, looking at those moves, I, I love that they brought in Sean Jolly. It's really like just just kind of doing some research on him this week. It, it's really no surprise that they had interest in him as an undrafted undrafted free agent. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he wasn't brought in before training camp. You know, he's a perfect fit, smaller cornerback, good ball skills, just kind of that 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 player that they they kind of they kind of look for there. But as far as these, these other guys and and how they're going to um, to hold up, uh, it's certainly. I think the, the 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 big question mark there, and it, it's very reminiscent of the um, of what Week 14 was like last year. You know, you had Cream Orr starting at cornerback, which is it, ideally you don't want Cream Orr starting at cornerback. You know, um, I think so. I think I, we'll, we'll get into I think a little bit later, but I think it's going to be the, the best way to help out a, a a young and experienced secondary is with a good pass rush, and you're going to need guys like Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, uh, J- Justin Hollins to really step up and um, and put some pressure on Murray. Yeah, and Orr was released in the very early days of training camp, maybe even before training camp this year. So that really shows how the, Ram- how the Rams felt about the players that they're putting on the field against the Cardinals that day uh, last year. So in the, when half the team had COVID, right? So, And then on the Cardinals front, Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the six game, first six games of the season, so he's not going to be playing Sunday. Rondale Moore has not yet made his debut in 2022 with a hamstring injury. He remains out. And then running back James Conner, he's listed as questionable, but if I had to guess, I think he's playing. So um, Greg Dortch has been the leading receiver for the Cardinals. They also have Marquise Hollywood Brown that they've traded for uh, during the draft, give up a first rounder for, but 
you know, you know the production is pretty similar to those two. Um, we'll get into matchups later, so I don't think we need to get into it. But um, I think we should, now we just move to the Rams offense. And Blaine, you wrote one of the best pieces on Tershow Times this entire week about how the Rams are deploying Ben Skronik at fullback. Offensive coordinator Liam Cohen talked about how it's really going to be, you know, a matchup based uh, situation with how they deploy that. If it if they think they can get good looks against certain defenses, they're going to put Skronik in the backfield. But how do you think is that just coaches talk and he's trying to, you know, be coy a little bit with how they use Skronik or how do you see the Rams leveraging, you know, their second year wide receiver moving forward? Um, yeah, I absolutely loved him in this role. You know, he, he, he is a, um, a bigger wide receiver. He's, he, he's, he, 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 if he puts on like coming out of the draft, a lot of people thought that coming out, like if he put on weight, he could, he could be a tight end. Um, just that, that's what it's, that's just his, his size profile. So to see him come out, come out as a fullback was, was just really cool and see him get down and dirty inside, inside, inside the tackles and stuff was, 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 was really fun to watch. And, um, this week, um, I, It'll be interesting to see what the Rams add on to that. You know, the, 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 this is a package that's now been on been on film. It's 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 a still a small sample size of only one game, but but nonetheless, it's not going to necessarily surprise the Cardinals like it did the Falcons, um, just because the, the Falcons hadn't ever seen it before, and the, the Cardinals at least have one game of film. Um, and I'd love to see it more. Uh, the, the Rams utilize it a lot in the play action game and in um, in, the, in, in, in the run game, but I'd, I'd love to see Skronik get more involved as a pass catcher in that in in, in, in that package, just because, especially this week, the the Arizona Cardinals linebackers have really struggled in coverage this year. Um, Nick, Nick, Nick Vigil has allowed, I think, the seventh most seventh most I think seventh most receptions if I if I remember correctly among linebackers. Isaiah Simmons, um, I think, ranks second in in average yards per catch uh, in, in in coverage. So these are some linebackers that can be exploited, and you can really, I think, put Ben Skronik on on one of these linebackers in coverage in this particular package. So I, I'm interested to see if the Rams do build on what on what they did last week with with Ben Skronik. Yeah, and the Cardinals have spent premium draft capital at linebacker on Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. So they really have not got a return on that investment that they were probably hoping for. Um, it's really interesting. So, and Simmons, he has a hard time even staying on the field. It's just, I don't think the Cardinals have a plan with how they want to deploy him. But uh, I think over the years, you've seen this Cardinals defense kind of deteriorate, in my opinion. It's something, you know, we talk about pretty often where you had Chandler Jones and Hassan Reddick, two of the better pass rushers in the NFL. And then last season, you went out and added J.J. Watt, an expensive player who may be a bigger name than what the level of production you're going to get out of him at this point. And, you know, the subsequent year, Jones and Reddick, you know, they're both gone now. So um, this pass rush from this Cardinals, I'm not too scared of them. I don't, I don't think I think it's more on the Falcons level than the Bills, of course. So it's probably a pretty easy statement to make. But Matthew Tepper's going to have time to sit in the pocket. And the secondary, I think it's hard to have concerns about, too. This is this might be shaping up to be an opportunity to push the ball down the field and really see a Rams offense that we haven't seen so far in 2022. Um, Blaine, any thoughts on other matchups on offense? What do you think about this Cardinal secondary? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Byron Murphy's playing really well. I, 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 I am excited to see the the Cooper Cup versus Byron Murphy Byron Murphy matchup. That 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 could, that could be a lot of fun. A, a lot of fun. Um, one one player on offense I'm really looking forward to seeing and seen is is Tyler Higby last week he had he had his um the most game the, the most receptions in a game since that 
just incredible stretch that he had at the end of 2019. Um, and in that, in, and in that stretch, he had two very good games against the Arizona Cardinals. So, um, and he's also the, the Rams second leading, second leading receiver right now, right behind, um, right behind Cooper Cup. So I would love to see, like, like, like I just got done saying with, with the linebackers, maybe getting, getting Higby on a matchup with, with, with a linebacker and, um, and, 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 and exploiting that. And like you said, you know, I would also love to see the Rams maybe try to stretch, stretch the field a little bit. We, we haven't seen that. And I think that's a lot to do with Van Jefferson being out just because he is that field stretcher, um, they clearly don't have a lot of a lot of confidence in Tutu Atwell, unfortunately, and he would he would be, be he would he would take that role. And I'm really as 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 much as you know, Ben Skarnick played played last week and played well last week and gave us some some hope for what what his future could hold. Um, he's he's not someone that I I they they they've tried going down the field to him um, on on some vertical routes in in the past, and that's I, I'm really not a fan of that. So we'll see if that that is something maybe maybe they try to do this week. Maybe try to get. Alan Robinson going deep, going deep down the field, um, just yeah, just to exploit those those cardinal safeties and that the, the side opposite to Byron Murphy. Yeah, and Murphy's one of those corners. He just doesn't get enough credit for what he does. And if you flash back a year ago, about this time, the Rams played the Cardinals in Week Four. We're in Week Three this year, and Cooper Cup was targeted 15 times and only made about five catches. So that's a 33% completion percentage. That's just not a mark we're used to seeing from the reliable Cooper Cup. And he had his lowest yardage uh, production from the entire 2021 season against the Cardinals in that game with 64 yards. So, you know, for some receivers, 64 yards on a bad day. For Cooper Cup, it's his worst day he's had in two years. So, uh, definitely, Byron Murphy is a force to be reckoned with. And he was a he played a big part in shutting down Devontae Adams uh, against the Las Vegas Raiders last week too. So, um, he's the other players in the secondary might be more of a concern. But Murphy, he's going to be solid, and he's going to be someone to watch out for, certainly. So let's talk about the Rams when they're on defense. And it all starts with Kyler Murray, right? Kyler Murray, right? And against the Raiders, he, they struggled through three quarters, but he came alive whenever he just was able to run around and play kind of backyard football, a little bit off script, and he just made things happen. But he's throwing to Greg George, and he's throwing to Marquise Hollywood-Brown. So does he have weapons to get this done, you think, against you know a Rams defense that – Maybe they're not as good as last year, but they're still a formidable unit, right? Yeah, it is kind of interesting watching the Cardinals' offense. Um, you know, they, they really struggled against the Chiefs, and then they were struggling through three quarters last week against the Raiders. It, it just kind of seems like the Cardinals' most successful form of offense is Kyler go do something. Like that—that's that, 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 that's when they're the most successful. So. Um, they ha- the Rams defense has to be able to contain him, and, and it's not just about not allowing him to get out and make make plays with his plays with his legs. You know, the the, the Raiders didn't really really didn't allow him to allow him to do that last week. I think he only had five carries for like twenty eight yards. So uh, it was more about just the um it's it's getting a pass rush on him um and not letting not letting him sit in the pocket for twenty plus seconds like the Raiders did on the two point conversion last week. They 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 can't just let him sit sit back there and play back in football. It just it, it can't happen because if they do. It's, it's it's going to be it's, it's, some bad things are going to happen. And um, as far as those receivers, though, I, I think the the strengths of the Cardinals wide receivers are kind of where the weaknesses are for the Rams defensive backs, at least for what at least of what we've seen so far. Um, I love Greg Dorch, um, former Rams wide receiver, finding some finding some success with the Cardinals. Um, but the, but these guys, Hollywood Barrett is known for getting vertical down the field, and that's kind of where where Dorch excels too. He's a, he's a, he's a speedy wide receiver. These guys can these guys can stretch the defense, and um, we've seen 
in, in week one against the Bills. You know, we, we saw um, Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis get behind the Rams defense last week. Um, we saw the Falcons had that same sort of sort of success. We had um, you had the the, the the penalties on on Jalen Ramsey and David Long um, deep down the field. So the Rams are going to have to. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals do do test the Rams vertically, and the Rams defensive backs are going to have to be ready for it. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm putting our bold predictions article this week that Greg Dortch, he's going to double his production on his career this year. I think it's 134 yards, something like that. So pretty easy to do against a Ram secondary. Um, Marquise Hollywood Brown, he hasn't really made those explosive plays yet this year, but um, he's certainly capable of it from his time in Baltimore. So he's probably the more dangerous player. You limit him and uh, whatever Greg Dortch gets done, um, I think you just, you know, you don't pay as much attention to him and, He's not going to beat you overall. So um, he was on the Rams practice squad back in 2019, interestingly enough. But, um, yeah, so I think I wonder how much Kyler Murray can just run around whenever you have Aaron Donald, the opposing team, versus someone like, I don't know, Andrew Billings for the Raiders last week. Uh, You know, Donald's just as good an athlete as Murray, even though he's one of the quickest uh, passers in the the NFL. So as soon as he gets guys on his face, he just kind of makes a – quick twitch move to get away from him and, and he's out of the pocket. Right. So um, Donald is just as good an athlete. Uh, Leonard Floyd is going to be an important part. He's an elite level athlete, you know, a top 10 draft pick in his day too. So I just wonder how effective that is for Murray. And if the Rams can you know, really force him to make throws in the middle of the field, it's really tough on the shorter quarterback. So um, one thing I'm watching on defense also is Ernest Jones and Bobby Wagner have been, have been targeted 10 times in pass coverage. They've, allowed 100% of those for completions. So I really want to see them get hands-on passes and really force incompletions. But something I think that we can monitor moving forward, Wagner obviously gave up a lot of completions in Seattle. I think part of that can just be blamed on a prehistoric uh, you know, defensive scheme too, as maybe a little bit of decline as well. But time will tell, and that's what we always say. But you think the Rams come in on top of this game, Blaine? Um, I... I, I... Certainly hope so. I, I I do think they they end up they end up um, coming out on top. Um, I don't think um, the Rams defense, like 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 you just said, I don't think. I, I think it's one thing you know against the Raiders for Kyler Murray to sit back twenty plus seconds in the pocket and be able to make plays. That's not that's not going to happen with Aaron Donald on the other side of the field at all, um, or 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 Leonard Floyd for that matter. Um, and when Kyler Murray hasn't been able to do that, do that stuff, they've 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 struggled. We, we, we've seen in the past just how much this, this Cardinals offense struggles without DeAndre Hopkins, and they certainly miss him through the first two weeks of season. AJ Green is, is on is on the decline. Um, Hollywood Brandon Murray are still kind of f- figuring out their chemistry, and then like and then they they really just have Greg Dorch uh, uh, otherwise. And like you said, he's not he's not going to beat you. So um, if the Rams defense can stay disciplined. Um, I don't necessarily see a blowout like we saw in the NFC wildcard game last year, but I, I see something maybe a little more similar to the, to the, to the week 14 game. Well said. And, you know, I was a little tough on Matthew Stafford this week. You might've seen just like, you know, the rest of the internet took a little bit of flack, but I really think he's in for a big game this week against the Cardinals. So five interceptions to start the season. That's a little abnormal for him. I think he's going to be, he's going to play mistake free football. He's going to push the ball down the field and reinstate a downfield element into this offense that we haven't seen all year. Um, I think I think it's going to be a big game for the Rams offense. I think they're going to take over and whatever you can do to limit Murray. And, you know, if we see a second half comeback again, 
like what Murray pulled off against the Raiders and what Marcus Marietta and the Falcons almost pulled off over the Rams, you know, I don't know that my heart's in good enough shape to handle it, but uh, to be determined, right? So I do want to touch a little bit on the NFC West standings. Do you think the 49ers are still formidable without Trey Lance? Uh, maybe even more formidable? Uh, yeah, I actually like them a lot, a lot more with with Jimmy G than um, than, than than with Trey Lance. I, 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 I that that offense was kind of um, struggling a little bit for the first for the first first game, and they they hadn't started putting up points yet um, last last week until really Jimmy G until Jimmy G really really came in. Um, like I, I could if, if Lance hadn't gotten hurt, I could have seen them kind of get better as the season got. got Got on, got on later, later in the year. But you know what you're going to get out of Jimmy G. Um, he's he's going to attack the middle, attack the middle of the field like other quarterbacks won't. Um, that, that that's where he excels. Um, so yeah, I mean they they they, they may not get that upside that they would have gotten with Lance later in the year, but but you know what you're getting out getting getting out of Jimmy Garoppolo. There's probably not a better um, backup quarterback in the in the league. Honestly, uh, it, it kind of. Um, Makes make, make, makes their decision not to trade trade him um, show 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 really well that they, they 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 made the right choice there keeping him despite some 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 criticism that keeping two quarterbacks especially a guy like Jimmy G who had so much success was was was, was a bad move and it ended up being the right one so um, yeah I I actually like him a lot more with a lot more without without with with Jimmy G moving forward this year yeah well said and I agree with that. The 49ers just have such a low floor when they're able to play ball control and control the ground game. And, you know, Garoppolo is so dependable and so consistent. Sometimes he's going to throw you the football, if the opposing defense at least, and he's going to make head-scratching mistakes. But that's just what he is as a player. But 90% of the time, he's going to be good for you. And, you know, against a team like the Rams, that they want to give you all these different looks on offense and they want to get things going. And, and really the 49ers just limit your opportunities to do that. And they're going to really control the clock and give you less less possessions and less opportunities to, you know, be, be versatile on offense. So the 49ers get the Broncos on Sunday night, and then they host the Rams on Monday night football next week. So two straight primetime games for San Francisco. The Seahawks play the Falcons. They're kind of shaping up to be more of a team that, you know, struggling, probably in contention for a high draft pick, and they can obtain a quarterback next year. But, you know, they got a fluke victory over their former quarterback in an emotional game. Uh, Blaine, are you almost ready to put a fork in the Seahawks, or do you think they they're still kicking? I think they're still kicking. Um, I, we, I I don't think this team is just going to go away with 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 Pete Carroll head coach. You know, I think a lot of a lot of people do want to put him in that top five pick contention, I and mean, maybe they do end up there. But I think they're going to be a team that they're going to fight every single game. I think that's going to that's going to result in more wins than um, than maybe they would. Then Schneider would like a GM just just because I'm sure Schneider would would, would love a top five pick to, to to be in contention for a top quarterback next next year. But um, yeah, I mean we, we we've seen Pete Carroll have success with Charlie Whitehurst at quarterback. You know it's he, he's he's and, and Tavares Jackson. We like he's he's going to put out a, a competitive a competitive team on the field, and um, that's going to result in result in some wins. Sounds good. Well, you know, things are really getting a sh- uh, feel for how this NFC West could shake out. And this Rams-Cardinals game is probably the first major contest in that regard. So, And you got the 49ers next week. So we're really in the heat of this big and ultra-important divisional stretch. And it's going to be so significant for the Rams to get a victory on Sunday afternoon if they if they can. So, Blaine, where can everyone find you on social media? And uh, any posts you have coming out after the game? 
Uh, yes, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at bgreasackdtr. Um, after the game, I'll have three plays that changed the game. I look at the three plays that had the most, the the, the biggest impact on um, on 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 the result. And um, yeah, again, thanks for, thanks for having me on. And hopefully, we we are we are here next week with a with a with a Rams win over the Cardinals. Of course, and you can subscribe to the Turf Show Times the podcast through any podcast app, whichever one you use. There are so many, but. Uh, you can also find our articles posted on the website where we link to the podcast too. So uh, make sure you subscribe so you can get the instant reaction after the game. Then Kenneth and I do a midweek podcast and are here with you 24 hours for every game. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.